Rhythm, a crazy podcast about DC, with your host E-Rock and PD. When we speak up, get your geeks up, cause you know you got to get geeked up. So sit back, relax, and get comfy. Lose your mind like Solomon Grundy, and listen to a show that won't be forgotten. Coming straight out of Gotham. And hello, everybody out in Tomball, Texas. Welcome to another episode of Straight Out of Gotham, episode eighty-eight. We are a fandom pop culture podcast and a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network hosted by BatmanOnFilm.com. Make sure you check out all the other great shows on the network by heading on over to BOF, clicking that drop down and picking from the utter buffet of podcasts that you should be listening to uh, because there's just a bunch of great shows hosted by a bunch of great hosts discussing all the topics that you love. Um, For some reason, Ryan Lauer likes to say we frolic around in this space and area, but I will. I think that sounds ridiculous. So uh, just take that from Lauer. I'm your co-host from the other side of the Hudson River. I'm a senior contributor to Batman on film. I am Peter Arvera. Today we recorded on August 27th, 2022. And as always, I have a great show for you today. But before we get into the good stuff, I'd like to remind you, all of our faithful listeners, if you take the time to rate and review this show on Apple iTunes or Apple Podcasts and we read your review on air, you have won a special prize pack. We do this every month, so you got to be in it to win it. And uh, just, you know. If you want to clown us, clown us. If you if you if you do a good job, we'll read it. If you want to say something sincere or nice, we'll read that too. But you can't get a prize pack unless you write something. So uh, we all know you guys like to write reviews of movies. So how about doing a review of this podcast? Now, let me introduce you to my partner in crime, the man who won the nineteen seventy nine Robert Moses International Jugsaw Puzzle Championship. Ladies and gentlemen, our junior Batman on film contributor, Eric Holzman. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Hello. So yes, I was in the toddler division for that that thing. That uh, what was your puzzle. puzzle? It was like it was like twelve pieces total, but you're a toddler, so you have to put it together. Mm-hmm. It wasn't it wasn't that difficult. But what was but the puzzle? What was it a puzzle of? Mickey Mouse. It was a Mickey Mouse puzzle. Oh, look at you, classic. I was a very I was a very big Mickey Mouse fan as a child. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's weird. Like I started with Disney, then I went to like. When I got a little older, I started to like like WB stuff, like Bugs Bunny and Roadrunner and all that stuff. Mm. And then I got a little older, and then obviously I started getting into superheroes and Star Wars and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I always thought it was weird. Now, like things come full circle because I like Disney stuff again, even though Star Wars started out not Disney, but now it is. I don't know. That's stupid. Whatever. I'm just speaking. I'm just speaking right now. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Ra- rambling. But that's what old men do. That's what old (laughs) men do. Oh, wow. Thank you. (laughs) So how are you, Pete? I'm good. How are you? What have you been up to? I'm all right. I'm okay. I've been uh, in. What's going on? I've been doing like a seance thing right now. No, I'm only kidding. Really? Uh, (laughs) A little Zatanna action going on. Okay. No, I've uh, yesterday, actually, all first time all summer, I went to the beach. Uh, you look had, a little red. Yeah, the, I got a little. I put sunblock on, but not enough, I guess, towards the tops of my head because as my hairline recedes, I, <laughs> I don't remember. I have to go a little higher with the sunblock. Mm-hmm. So I got a little bit of summer. But of course, we haven't had a lot of rain here this summer. And That's of course, true. yesterday, I go to the beach, and an hour and a half after I'm there, we get a downpour. It starts pouring rain. Really? <laughs> but, got no rain here in Jersey. 
Yep, you got thunderstorms and everything. It was crazy. It's crazy what 40 miles can do for your weather report. Yeah, it probably is more like that because I'm on the South Shore. So yeah. directly, it's you're right. It's probably about 40 miles away from where you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, little, It's crazy. But yeah, so I got to do that, which was cool. At least I got to go to the beach, finally get there this summer. Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, I've just been you know, so doing what a little. Do? You pack a towel, you pack a chair, an umbrella. What is the uh, the holes with beach? I have, extravaganza one those, like. I have one of those chairs that like fold in and out when you sit on them and then they expand mm-hmm. and get bigger. Mm-hmm. So I take that with me. Uh, yeah. Did you do this by yourself or did you yeah, bring yesterday, a Testerberger? No, yesterday I went by myself. Okay. Uh, it was just, I, I was just like, no, I'm going. Cause everyone, people were working and stuff. I didn't have, I usually finish work by 11 in the morning uh, just cause of the way things are set up for my job. So after that, I just go, I have free time to whatever I want. So that's what I decided to do yesterday. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was nice. You know, I got a Read little a sandwich. I got a little sandwich. A little sandwich, um, huh? What'd you get a little yes. sandwich? I got a, they call it the Kevwich, the place I went to, but it's just roast beef, mozzarella, and on garlic bread. That's it. That sounds delicious. It was fantastic. No onions, huh? No, they don't put onions on it. You think sauteed onions would go good on that? It probably would. Probably. Yeah, but I got, to, that's what I had. It sounds I delicious, bring- though. Bring your little sandwich. You sit at the beach. Then I try to avoid the seagulls because they suck. And then, uh, <laughs> is this a nude beach? No. I thought you going. I thought you only. I don't, I don't go to those types of beaches. Well, you don't want to embarrass all the other guys. So of course, you know I, I, you know, like to like let them feel confident. Like, why is that? Oh, that's not his. That's not a leg. <laughs> oh, oh, that's hey. the coli. Hey, what are you gonna do? You know. We all have our things. We all They're have like, our oh, blessings. You know, life. he puts the schlong in Long Island. I, that's for sure. No doubt. Yeah, we all have our things. Like, we all have our blessings. Yeah. You know, like you, like Dirk Diggler said. Big this bright is my star? Thing. Are you a big shiny star? <laughs> this, is my, this is my one thing in life. That's what he said. So okay. we all yeah. have our things. There's, that's what you need to know about Eric Holzman. One, he's probably the pickiest when it comes to women. And two, he's oh, no hung doubt. like a whale. I am the picky. That's for sure. I'm very picky. Uh, what about you, man? What have, what have you been up to? I know work uh, is, I, I put together. I bought a I bought a new smoker yesterday. I put that together, so that's what I did. All right, and will you be smoking meats today in said smoker? Uh, not today. I just seasoned it, so I, I I burned it all. I burned off. I guess all the excess garbage or whatever. I did it last night, and uh, I have to go to the butcher and buy something to do smoke in there. So, when are you gonna I would, get? I would like to smoke. Ideally, I want to do like a whole pig. That's why I bought I bought a horizontal smoker because I want to I want to smoke a whole pig. Whoa! But um, yeah, I just need people over to do that. I can't do that by myself. <laughs> That's a lot of meat. Pete's um, gonna have a pig roast. I'm gonna have a pig roast soon. And uh, but ideally, so Garrett's not gonna be there because he's a vegan weirdo. Um, not. But I think I'm gonna start with a brisket, and then I'll you know. What about the up. no Italian meats? We're not going to be doing like, have you ever like smoked a pepperoni or something? That sounds like it'd be good. Uh, yeah. Like I've smoked like sausages and uh, just me- other meats in general, but that's for like the vertical one. It's just easier to get in there and this is horizontal. So the lid opens on the top. So it's just easier for me to work on the brisket and the ribs and stuff. Is it a Traeger? No, Traegers are too expensive and no they do all work for you. That's lazy right. man's, that's lazy man's cooking. <laughs> Let me spend seven hundred dollars on this machine that'll do everything for me, so I don't have to worry about anything. What's the other one I like? Oh, the egg. That's green cool. egg grill. Everyone like likes those. the green egg. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good one too. too. That's what I like. So, yeah, but, uh, I only spent two hundred dollars at Home Depot, so I didn't like break the bank. All right, 
Yeah, Traegers are like six hundred dollars. Yeah, no, I've priced, I've priced them, but I haven't bought one yet. But I have priced them. I'm not gonna do that. It does all the work for you. There's no fun in that. Well, you know, you don't learn how to control temperature and charcoal or wood. All that just, you know, that's the fun part. It's convenient. That's it. Yeah, it's for lazy. It's for people who are lazy cooks like Rick Shue. (laughs) Set it and forget it. Yo, did you ever have one of those those things? The new no, wave ovens? I, I've never had one of those. I've seen I remember the infomercials. The new wave. You know? You yeah. just set it and forget it. You just put it here, you put it here, you put it there, you put it in the oven. There you go. Set it and forget it. Yeah, I never I never, I never did it. It's said lazy man's cooking. It's it's the Rick Shoe way to do it. Because then he's got to entertain all his snobby guests he invited over his house. He wouldn't invite his real friends. <laughs> you know, like that time I went to Texas to see Wonder Woman and he didn't invite me over for a steak, but for some reason Justin got the uh the four course meal. I you know, you got to watch. You were there. Yeah, I got. To, I basically got to sit next to Justin and watch him eat his four course yeah. meal. Rick that didn't even fun. have enough food for you. Like he no. didn't even think you were good enough to make a steak, much less his famous mashed potatoes. <laughs> if I remember correctly, though, he didn't. Well, one, he didn't know me that well at that point, and two, he didn't even like he didn't know I was coming till like the day before. And then he yeah. actually called me on the phone. So it was. It was a. That was my first experience. With with shoe and and you actually that's the first time I met you yeah so which is crazy we live not that far away but the first time I meet you was in Texas so Rick did something right yeah that's true all right so we've had a lot of news come in since let's we haven't recorded in a little while guys we took it's been like a week break. yeah it's been a little more than a week uh been about ten days since we recorded but it's fine we're back. And a lot's happened. Uh, you know, this is this is going to be a very Warner Brothers heavy show, uh, because that's where most of the news has actually happened. So first, though, I want to start out with a little bit of personal—not personal news, but something that I I caught. I think it was two days ago, and uh, I retweeted out to people who are. For, for people who are closer to my age or who like the show, Beverly Hills 90210, the guy who played Nat, Joe E. Tata or Tata, I don't know how to say the last name. No clue. But uh, he passed away. And for so for all of the 90210 fans out there like myself who used to watch that show, uh, pretty, pretty sad sad to hear that news. Uh, Nat was kind of their, fa- their, their father figure outside of their own families. So he was kind of that guy... He owned the Peach Pit, which is where they all hung out. You're showing your age. So I am. I, have, I don't remember this. I have no idea. I am. Well, I, oh, I didn't watch 90210. I was too young. Yes, it was. It's a little past, uh, a little before your time. But uh, it was a big part of the, uh, my teenage years because that's when the show came out in 1992. I think it's that show was huge, wasn't it? So, yeah, it was a big, big show. It was one, it was one of Fox, the first Fox shows um, that kind of blew up. It was one of the first ones. It that, was still running pretty successfully when I kind of grew up. I just, you know, yeah. By the time I was old enough to probably watch it, I pro- I didn't because it was like I don't know ten ten seasons in. And then there was Melrose Place, which was a which was I a, actually watched that as a young kid. Yeah, that was the that was con- technically a uh, spinoff from Nine Hundred Two. Technically, who was the blonde Heather Locklear? Heather Locklear. I was yes. in love with her. Yes, most yeah. people were. Most people were. Uh, but yeah, that's that's the genesis of it. So I just wanted to put that out there for for older people who listen to the show, like myself. Uh, you know, pretty 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 
pretty sad news. And it's another reminder that we are getting old. <laughs> We're getting old uh, when these things happen. So rest in peace to Nat. But we live on through the young people in our lives, like Hasbulla, who's only 19 and just getting started. So, so yeah. one and now we have another. Speaking of Hasbulla, I sent you the video this morning. Did you, the, the one who, and then I saw you, you put it on Instagram. Yeah, I did. When he's punching Shaq. <laughs> Shaq don't want to deal with that. He don't want that smoke. Eric term Eric Holzman term. I will say, I mean, he's a cute little guy. I know, you know, he is. He's a 19 year old man. I know, but I'm saying, I'm sorry. He looks like he's a little person. He's a cute little guy. He That's is. That's a little offensive. So no little person is not offensive. He's not a little person. If I called him the other thing, then it would be offensive. Well, neither of those are offensive. So. But the woke police just came for Eric. No. Um, yeah, that was a funny little thing. I just, it's weird. Anytime I see anything now having to do with Hezbollah, I said, I Isn't think he amazing. You, you see him so much now that you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I've been watching him for years and didn't notice. Thank God. I Peter see him because of you. He, <laughs> you, you sent it to me, not because of me, but because yes. Hezbollah pops up everywhere. No, because of you. That's why I sent it to you. Like I didn't, I would not have cared about it if it, I knew you weren't into this guy. He's amazing. So how many people get to punch Shaq and they laugh about it? Well, that's the funny thing. He does it, and then he has this little like smile on his face. I wonder what it's like to get punched in the face by Hezbollah. Well, maybe we can make that happen because he does it awfully and awful an awful lot. And I want it. It doesn't look like he holds back either. But it doesn't yeah. think there's a whole lot of force. <laughs> like, have you ever been punched by like, I don't know, a five-year-old? What's that like? I've been, yes, I've been punched many times by five-year-olds, by toddlers. Yes. It's, in the it's face. Happened, and what's that like? Happens many, it's it's as a long shock. As, gla- as long as your glasses aren't on, you're fine. It's a shock. It doesn't hurt. You're just like, oh damn, where the hell did that come from? Because most of the time they're just swinging their arms because they're mad or upset mm-hmm. or <laughs> something that something that happened or something that you did. So uh yeah, it's that was cool. It was a cool little video. He's amazing. He makes a bunch of little, amazing little videos. And Shaq is such a cool guy. Like he, I wish I understood Russian so I knew what he was actually saying. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, one guy we do understand who what he's saying. Um, we're gonna start. We'll just start with this right away. We'll jump right into this news because we've talked about it so much. Uh. There's another little bit of Ezra, the Ezra Miller story now. There's another layer. I know last time we told you that he, um, I believe we, the last show we did include the story that he had um, made a statement saying he's going to Ezra's like onions, which makes him like an ogre. He has layers. Yes. So he said he was going to get help. And apparently he went a step further and he met with the leadership of um, Warner Brothers, Mike DeLuca and of this film division. So Mike DeLuca and Pamela Abdi. He met with them to call their concerns, to tell them that he's definitely going to do the right thing. He's really serious about getting help. Uh, so it it appears whether it's by him realizing, oh, crap, I'm going to lose my career if I don't do this, or really just him realizing, damn, I'm, I really need Who help. Who called this meeting? Was it them or him? He did. He did. Yes. So yeah. I imagine he understands that they that the the studio is in between a rock and a hard place because apparently this movie is testing bonkers. Yes. Good. It's you know, yeah. You know, I know we hear this all the time, but it's, apparently it's the best movie since The Dark Knight. <laughs> um, so take that for what you will. But apparently this movie is testing really well, and people are very hyped for it. 
and uh, cancellation is completely out of the question. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think that little news that they leaked that they might cancel it probably caught his attention. And that's why he was like, crap, I better do something about it. Because apparently he really loves the character and he loves playing the Flash. Well, and if he wants to keep his job, he wants so, to keep his head on straight. Yeah. I mean, it really comes down simple. to that. Yeah. So that's good news. I mean, you know, it kind of bolsters the fact, too, of what we said last time, that he is probably going to get help, the help he needs now. And, and you know, they can push forward with a real mm-hmm. campaign uh, promotional campaign and I'm, I'm assuming if he does all the right things he will be involved in it now and he could talk to what he was going through and show it as a redemptive arc because as we all know people love a, a comeback story so yeah the Joker said it yes <laughs> so it looks like we're going to uh, we're going to get that comeback story so good for Ezra and I'm glad now we can kind of look forward again to the Flash uh, can uh, we? Have you seen all the idiots on Twitter and all the dumb things they're saying about this movie? Like, can we enjoy this movie? Can I wait I till can. it comes out? I can. I don't know about everybody else, but I know I certainly can look forward to it. Uh, I have been looking forward to it since, what, 2007? When was the first time you heard about it? I don't know when David Goyer started writing the treatment for the first version of this movie. <laughs> I know, right? So it's been a long time coming. And uh, through 80,000 directors and... I mean, we're finally, it, it's finished, at least we know, and, and it looks like it's going to happen next year on, mm-hmm. as scheduled. But a couple of things that were scheduled are now being shifted. So we also got news this week that Aquaman has been pushed back eight months from March 17th, 2023 to December 25th, Christmas, um, 2023. Uh, that's the first one. And then Shazam, which was supposed to come out at the end of this year, will be moving to the the Aquaman's March 17th spot. So apparently, and this is the reason why we know that Black Adam got pushed back at well, there's still a lot of visual effects stuff that needs to be done and they're not they're afraid they're not going to have it on done on time. So they're going to put there that's why they're making these uh, release date changes. They also a bunch of another a bunch of other changes. Uh Salem's Lot, which was supposed to come out has been removed from April 21st. Um House Party Redux from December 9th, 2022. That thing must be horrible. For December. That's coming out, sorry, December 2022. Uh, Evil Dead Rise is coming out April 21st, 2023. And The Nun 2 will be next September uh, 8th. I'm excited for that one, even though the first one wasn't that great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so. This is just a bit of a bummer. Like, it's still coming out. We're not in a Batgirl situation where things are canceled and we'll never see it. So that part stinks. But this is a bummer. Um, but like, what, what what do you want me to do? Like, do you want a justice league where the CGI is all half-assed and not good looking and no. miserable? Cause then if anything, I feel like that's the thing we talk about. That's one of the things we talk about the most when it comes to that version of the movie, like how bad it looks CGI. True. So if I could avoid that, you know, I'll take it, but it's just, it's kind of crazy how, you know, Warner brothers is just backed up digitally and you know, like th- th- it's just taking forever with these special effects houses. Part of me is like, is this what's going on with Green Lantern? Like, they're like, let's not even attempt this. We can't even get the underwater movie right right now. We're not doing the outer space stuff, you know, because, you know, these special effects heavy movies. Um, but then again, like, I don't know how it, it makes me wonder how special effects heavy Shazam is. 
The first one didn't seem like it had that many, right? It seemed pretty practical for the most part, except for maybe a couple of the villain fights and stuff. But it seemed for the most part to be pretty practical. Um, yeah, the villain stuff was probably the most mm-hmm. CGI. It's that, that boardroom scene and everything. Um, yeah, yeah. That- but even though, like, when we see everything go down, it's through that fog glass. So yep. it's kind of open for interpretation. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. But, like, Aquaman, I get it. And, and Black Adam, I, I kind of do because there's so many super powered beings but then again you look at shazam you're like yeah because the kids they're all super powered so right i'm sure there's a lot of special effects in that um i do realize that um warner brothers does not care about the age of these children <laughs> <laughs> not one bit because this movie keeps getting pushed back pushed back it's true back, which means they're getting nothing but older and older and older and the only one this works out for is mary <laughs> considering <laughs> she's the only one who plays both roles so well i mean at least it's coming it's not getting pushed back that far it's just a few months um just three more months so that's not too terrible Mm -hmm. but aquaman yeah i mean aquaman that's a long time so yeah and you just got to remember like where this movie takes place i imagine this movie probably takes place mostly underwater um the first movie had some underwater stuff but i felt like it was pretty 50 50 maybe this is more underwater than we 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 thought we were getting into you know you had the part with arthur and his father up on the mainland uh they were in the desert for a long period of time they went to italy for a while uh you know so the ending was pretty much all in water and uh, some of the atlantis my stuff, favorite but... scene in the bar with the bikers that's my favorite scene of the movie that was fantastic. that's good too yeah that's not underwater so right um maybe there's just more underwater filming and like i said you know Juan and Pony, and Pony Smasher, uh, David Sandberg, have seemed really supportive of this. You know, that could be company talk, it could not be. But, you know, as a director, you feel like, oh, look, you're giving me the time to to finish this and make it look good. I appreciate that. It, you know, it's kind of like the anti-David Ayer effect. Like, David Ayer had, like, two weeks to write Suicide Squad. <laughs> and uh, then they cut up his movie, whereas now they're like, all right, we're going to let you guys, we're going to give you as much time as you need, so. I think it's a good thing to be honest with you, but people are all up in arms because every time Warner Brothers is in the news, everyone everyone wants to have a you know, heart attack. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> there's also news was also um, came out that it's possible that they don't actually have the money to do more than the two releases that they have this year, which is the new movie. I'm forgetting the name with Florence Pugh and Harry Styles. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, darling. That's what it's called. And then Black Adam. Apparently, those are the only two Warner Brothers movies that are coming out. That's more scary to me than delays because of special effects. So, yeah, yeah, no, I'm like just Warner saying, Brothers kind of being broke. That's kind of like a big deal. Yeah, that you're right. That is a bigger. That's a bigger piece of news. Uh, but it, does, it also does fit in with everything we've been hearing about Zavall. Yes. Like his entire mission is basically cost cutting budgeting, and if Warner Brothers is broke, then we know you know clearly whoever's been running Warner Brothers on the financial side did a horrible job. It just well, it kind of proves that Kalar's day and date, full year slate idea was terrible. Um, because I still don't think it was terrible because of the time we were living. I think it probably went on a little bit too longer than it should have. But I think at the height of COVID, I thought it was the uh, the right thing to do. Well, it's a whole. It was a whole year though of limited theatrical release. Yeah. So you're not getting the payback that you'd normally be getting in a normal year without a pandemic. So. I agree um, with you from a, from a fan side. It was great because we got these things regardless. And if you want to watch it from home, you can, but as a business from the business side, if I'm a business person, it was a terrible decision. You think like, so? I, I still don't so. know what other decision they had other than to just wait. Cause every time they delay something, everyone just freaks out anyway. So I don't, I don't know what the, the problem is or the I answer think, is. I think the tent pole films, the bigger films, they probably should have held back. And then just for theatrical release. And then, 
the smaller films they could have released. That's my opinion, but I don't know. But anyway, guys, that's just a little bit of the news coming. Um, apparently, they also have a they're having a slew of holiday release dates for straight to streaming movies on a for HBO Max. So a Christmas story, Christmas, a Christmas story, Christmas. That's what it's called. Will hit on November seventeenth of this year, followed by a holiday, holiday, and a Christmas mystery on November twenty fourth, and a Hollywood Christmas on December first. So if you guys are, you guys love holiday. Movies, you have other options outside of the Hallmark Channel and Lifetime. You can you can you can watch them on HBO Max as well. Yeah, we have some that. new ones coming out. Hmm? Yeah, do that. Yeah, you have some new ones coming out. All right, so sticking in sticking with DC, uh, we have reported here n- numerous on a couple of shows that they've been looking for their own Kevin Feige. Well, news came out that producer Dan Lin is the front runner to take. Um, control of the DC Films division for and for the TV for the superhero arm of the TV slate as well. Uh, this kind of coincides with another piece of news that I'll just throw into here as well, and we could talk about it all at once. But the Batman: The Cape Crusader animated series was is also being removed from HBO Max and apparently being shopped around to other how um, streaming services. Apparently, Netflix is in the lead. If I've read recently, but Pete, before we get into the deep the deeper of uh, you know dive deep into this what what do you think of the dan lynn news uh sh- sure it sounds good uh, he seems to have a good resume he seems to have a good background keep talking uh, he was part of uh the um justice league mortal uh you know uh production uh and uh you know if you w- listen to him on a couple podcasts that's kind of uh a big void in his life or that he didn't get to do it. Um, you know, he mentions that, you know, obviously he wouldn't have got the chance to do all these other great movies. He did. Uh, he's been a part of some fantastic productions, it Lego Batman, uh, Lego movie. Um, you know, so if you look at this IMDB, it, it's pretty impressive. Uh, I, I will, I'm glad they have someone who seems to have knowledge of these characters. Um, I, you know, it's it stinks because I think Hamada did a, a pretty good job. I think uh, he kind of gets the short end of the stick here. Um, we all know the obvious idiots who would harass him on Twitter and stuff, or because they follow their, you know, their cult leaders. But uh, you know, it, uh, this whole Dan Lin thing—it's—it's it's interesting. I don't know too much about the guy. Uh, I hope he does does magic. I hope it works. I hope this is his shot at redemption. You know, like. If uh, if this is something he wants to do, and it seems like he's the right guy for it, but you know we got to see what he comes up with. You know, I, I again like <laughs> I thought Hamada was doing fine. I wasn't a big I wasn't you know a big uh, proponent of his old Batman Nick Fury Batman universe, but you know like I again like we still haven't even seen what that would have been, <laughs> so we have no idea. And I think that plan is scrapped to begin with. So uh, they'll start fresh or whatever, but uh, I, I got no nothing negative to say about the guy. I mean, he also called Zaddy's bots, so I thought that was great. So it seems like he's a normal person, not some weirdo. Yeah, I mean, he's apparently a big um, Alan Horn's apparently a big fan of him. Um, that's why I feel like this is a more done deal. It, yeah, you know, Alan Horn's championing this guy. It reached out to the trades. It sound it's it's like one of those is like so and so is in talks to be in this movie. That usually means that they've already signed the deal. <laughs> yep, and I mean he's worked with Sherlock Holmes, uh, the Lego films, mm-hmm. it, 
Like he's worked on a lot of the bigger. His resume is very impressive. Yeah. So. And like I said, he was a part of the the production team, the the producers who were putting together Justice League Mortal. So. Yeah. This is, uh, you know, he's he's fulfilling a dream. You know, this is something on his plate that you know is he thought he'd never get a chance to do, and you know, it, it's like I remember that that on the on the podcast he was that I've mentioned a few times. He was like. You know, and I've said this earlier. His wife was like, "Yeah, but if you got if you got the DC gig, you never would have done all this stuff." And that's that's how life goes, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, full circle, he's coming back, so we'll see. Uh, you know, we'll see what he's got up his sleeve. But uh, you know, it's okay. You got your guy. Now let's see what he can do. Yeah, I mean, I like you said, he has an impressive um, resume. He's worked in a lot of different. Um, He's worked on a lot of different IPs, a lot of different projects. So it's very, very cool to bring someone like that in. Uh, he, like you said, he had the Justice League Immortal. He's involved in that. So it's a. It seems definitely seems like he's a guy who has love for the the IP and probably would do a <clears throat> really good job overseeing it. That's the. Uh, but that's the and that's the important thing if you're looking for someone to do what Kevin Feige does. Someone like who knows the the material who has a really pa- has a passion for it um and who's worked with it in the past so it very much seems like this is a good a good decision i kind of feel bad for hamada i feel like he's got uh he got the raw deal here um especially since he did such a good job uh, kind of writing the ship and course mm-hmm. correcting uh, i definitely do feel like he he's getting the the short end of the stick here but that's business. Yeah, but it's kind of like sports, though. You know, like you, you know, you get a new, you get a new owner, you get a new GM, and what's he do? He exactly he brings in his own coaching staff. He'll bring in his own players. So you know, things like that. The writing was on the wall. You know, you you, you just kind of hope that you know you make the cut. And yeah, I mean, they did leave it open to for him to stay, right? They've 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 been. But he probably consistent. wants to go too. I mean, after the whole Batgirl situation, he's probably not happy. Right. So that's that's the state of of that of the DC Kevin Feige <laughs> uh, search, mm-hmm. I guess. So and uh, yeah, so I just can't wait for everyone to harass uh, Mr. Lin about the plan. <laughs> now they're starting to get anxious. They're getting anxious. They don't know what the plan is. They know they have a plan. They just don't know it yet. We knew yeah. about Hamada's plan, but no one wanted to admit it. Yes. So I don't know, but it's good news. You know, it's progress. It's it's getting to the point of stability now with the new company. Uh, of course, there are a lot of things that, you know, D- Discovery, Warner Brothers Discovery is doing that we're still not happy about. Of course, I mentioned Batman Cape Crusader. Um, that is something that I think a lot of people are upset about. A little shocking, too, because it is the Matt Reeves. It's a Matt Reeves uh, production. Like, he's involved in the production. Yeah, we just don't know how much. Right. So it's a little shocking, but I mean, these things happen. Uh, it's not, I remember when the news first came out, everyone's like, oh, they're canceling it. No, they're not canceling it, guys. They're, it's People still. People didn't read the article. Yep. And I, <laughs> I think he even tweeted that. I'm like, you guys, it, the headline was terrible. Totally admit it. Because it said it got axed, which makes you immediately think it's getting canceled. But if you actually read the article, that, that's not what it says at all. It just says it's not going to it's be. It's a bit of a bummer because a show like that, could possibly become the gateway for younger fans, you know, and it depends on where it gets picked up too, right? Like mm-hmm. Batman, the animated series was one of the things that molded me into the Batman fan that I am today, right. that in 89. 
Um, so, you, you know, something like that strikes the younger generation who then falls in love with the character and then takes it on with them for the rest of their life. So it, it, it it's just, it's a bummer in that aspect. It's a little weird because I thought from the investors meeting or whatever it is, Zaslov said he wanted everything under one umbrella, one house. And now it seems like he's backtracking on that. Um, he, he wants, they want to shop this to different networks if they're, and if they think if that's a, is that if, I don't know if that's a temporary fix because you know, their claims of Warner brothers being broke, if they're just going to shop all these animated things around to try to make some money for a few years, maybe that's what their, their plan is to try to make a, a quick buck. Um, but it is just unusual because I thought he said he wanted to keep everything under one roof, one umbrella. So, you know, sending characters like Batman and Bugs Bunny to Netflix or Amazon or Apple is interesting. And it's not like this isn't done before. Sandman is a Warner Brothers production. I believe that's just on Netflix. Yes, it is. Um, there are TV shows that do that. Uh, you watch more TV than I do. Um, so it's not... <laughs> Sandman is so good. You really need to watch I it. Watched, yes. I haven't watched it yet. I got to catch up on She-Hulk. I'm a she episode on She-Hulk. It's and fantastic. two episodes on Harley. But, you know, it, it, that's, that's it, it, it's just, you know, it, it again, it's not canceled. It's coming. We'll see it. Hopefully it it's good and it, it gets a second season. And who knows? It may, maybe, you know, again, like I said, maybe this is just a thing for money because they're hurting for cash right now. Yeah, what, you're right. And what's the best way for you to get money? Batman. That's yeah. It. And yeah. And again, to have it, you know, to sell it to another network, uh, to another streaming service that has, you know, makes it more of an event because you don't have other options. So you only have I this just, one cartoon. My, my thing is like, I don't understand how people can get so attached to a project they know nothing about. All we got was a poster and a couple producers names and we know nothing else about this show. And people are acting like they canceled a 10 year run here. Yeah, you know, like it's a little weird to me how how people today get so attached. Even like Batgirl, like everyone was like, I was like, you know, as a member of BatmanOnFilm.com and a, and a love and a person who watches everything Bat related, including Batwoman, you know, like I was just kind of like, oh wow, that stinks. But I moved on really quickly because I was like, it, for me, it was always about Keaton, and it's just <laughs> he was only in the movie for like five scenes, and it's like, all right, whatever, I'll never see it. But like, it's okay. I've never seen a trailer either. I got, again, I got, I got that one publicity photo of her and that was it. So it's like, I, I, I can't get attached to this movie just yet. It was, I think with Batgirl, it's just more of a cumulative effect with everything that's been going on. So you, they've been in such turmoil for such a long time now that it's just another shot, right? That's how people look at it. It's just another punch to the gut or kick to the balls for lack of a better term. Well, I'm Ball. glad I don't take this stuff as personally as most people then. To be honest with you, yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you there. Like, I, it's I, I was upset about Batgirl more because of, like, I look at it from the creative side, and I just get upset that these people who work so much did all this. Put oh, all I this agree, it's not a good look. It's not a good right? look at all. So that from that point of view, it sucks. Mm-hmm. But like, and yeah, you have your initial reaction, and then, and then you kind of your cool cooler heads should prevail eventually. And you're like, yeah, well, you everything that they're saying kind of makes sense. So 10 years ago, I probably would have rage treated like an idiot. Yeah. I'm just saying probably would happen maybe because I'm, 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 I'm becoming an old man like you, like I've mellowed <laughs> out in my ears, but yeah, it's like, I don't do. know, like this is like the equivalent uh, like, back girl getting canceled is like the Yankees losing in like the division series. <laughs> like, I don't want it. It's embarrassing, but like, okay. All right. Well, 
apparently uh they are doing uh the people who worked on batgirl solid by screening it for them on the warner brothers lot which is even like i was like why are you this funeral (laughs) screening is almost more offensive than canceling the movie like here's what you worked hard for no one will ever see it asshole like (laughs) well maybe maybe they just want maybe they feel like at least get them give them a chance to see what their their work product was in full Right, like what do you do? Like, do you go? Do you not go out of spite? Like, do you like screw you up your ass? I personally, for me, since I'm someone who doesn't like listening to myself or watching myself, I probably wouldn't go. (laughs) But I got to think I wouldn't go. To be honest with you, but if I again, if I had put work on this every day of my life for a certain amount of time, and and I was proud with what I did, it might be nice to see it. See it. See that was finished. So. I don't know because it's like you don't want you don't want to burn a bridge. Like I know Warner Brothers is in turmoil right now, but like you, you kind of it's kind of nice to knowing that Warner Brothers would want possibly work for you <laughs> or want to work with you at some point. You know, like that. Yeah, I mean, you're right, but I don't. I think I think that's kind of what this is too. Like I think they're kind of extending an olive branch. Like, hey, you, you know, look at it, give it a see what it was. At least. Because even the director said the movie's not finished. They said they had to do reshoots. There's no special effects. It's yeah. not, you know, they compared, they, they did compare it to the Snyder Cut, which makes sense because that movie wasn't finished either. We knew right. Zach shot it and it was probably, you know, like there had to be reshoots and everything. So it's just, it's, it's, it's a bummer for them, especially being such young guys, you know, like it's just, at the start of their career to have something that happens a bummer. But I think, I don't know, this whole funeral thing, everything involving Batgirl since they can't, since cancellation has just got weirder and weirder. You're right. I mean, we heard that there was a little bit of a story that they, that they trashed it already, that it wasn't, didn't even exist anymore. <laughs> well, it's, there's, there's the hopes. Here's the thing. And this is, I, I don't think Warner, there's a thing where they say Warner brothers will trash it and then provide that evidence to the IRS showing that they cannot make any revenues about this thing going forward. Or there is the possibility maybe 10, 15 years down the line that Warner brothers pay, repays the taxes on the film and then they can release it. I read that in a holler. I read that in a trade. So that's not some idiot blogger that you guys love to hate on. Um, you know, I read that from an actual trade report. So maybe that's, I think that's a possibility right. to be honest with you um, down the line. But then again, when you hear uh, the directors talk about the movie and say they need reshoots, they need special effects. Like, I don't know if it is that possible then because it's like, well, if the movie's not entirely shot in 15 years, what does Michael Keaton look like? What does Leslie Grace look like? You know, there's that. There's yeah. that. Uh-huh. So, you know, the more I think about it and the more I say it out loud, this movie's probably just scrapped, you know? Yeah, I mean, I I hope we get to see it. Again, I want to see all this stuff, but I kind of tend to agree with you there. If, if it needs to, still needs work done on it, then... You know, I don't want to see it half a half-ass version of it. I want to see what the original intent was for the film. So if they're going to do that, then yeah, don't just don't even bother. I do think it is messed up though that Warner Brothers can just trash it and throw it away and get rid of it. I do think that's a little Ooh, messed up. I mean, they own it. They can do it well. You're right. They own it. You're 100 correct. That that's that's part of the game. They own it. They're allowed to do whatever they want with it. But it does suck. I'll say that. One thing one I'll say of, this though. And this goes out to everyone. Back up your work. Because <laughs> you yeah. don't know who's pulling the plug. Back up yeah. your work. Yeah, I got into a Twitter exchange with people about that. When this when this came out, uh there was a we had a little Twitter exchange with people about that evolved into why you should back up your work. <laughs> yeah. 
so yeah, so that's very good advice. Make sure you guys back up your work. Uh, one guy who will, will not need to back up his work, even though he probably should anyway, uh, and to continue at Warner Brothers is Matt Reeves, who he's mentioned a few times. He is going to be the first filmmaker to get a first look film deal under the new CEO chairs, Michael DeLuca and Pamela Abdi. So everyone who was concerned about the Matt Reeves wing for a little while there, do not fear not. He's not going anywhere. If you've been paying uh, attention to my Twitter feed all month, I've been telling you not to worry about the penguin. Yeah, <laughs> I, pretty much. I think everyone we were we we kind of said it because when at least when Zaz, they had the investors call, that wasn't the thing. That was never rumored. Nothing like that was ever mentioned that it wasn't going forward. So I kind of knew this day was coming. I didn't know that he'd get an exclusive film deal, which is great for him. Um, he also had one apparently at Netflix. So well, you got to replace Nolan. Yeah, that's true. I mean, J.J. Abrams still has his deal, but I don't know what's going on with that. Has he produced anything? Well, he wanted to make that Demiande, Demande, and but apparently the budget was like two hundred million, so they scrapped it. Great, so he's done nothing. So he's <laughs> yeah, he, he's in. But it's weird though; he's involved in the Cape Crusade, the Batman Cape Crusader cartoon. He's involved in that as well. He's one of the producers on that show. So it's just weird that it seems every which way you turn. <laughs> J.J. Abrams getting screwed by Warner Brothers in some way or form. But, uh, I imagine he's still getting paid, so he's fine. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just saying from a creative standpoint. Um, but yeah, also, guys, fear not about Batman 2. Uh, the Batman 2, sorry. He will be, uh, Reeves is working on the sequel and co-running with Matt and Tomlin. Um, so that was also a bit of good news that came out. And Robert Pattinson also will be back playing Bruce Wayne Batman. So all of this is good news, uh, especially for people who like the Batman, who want to see more from Matt Reeves' Batman universe. Uh, it's not going anywhere, guys. The Arkham series is, the Arkham I'm, series I'm is still... I'm pumped about Tomlin because uh, he wrote a really great comic book, uh, Batman the Imposter, that could possibly take place in the Reeves-verse. He helped Reeves write the Batman, but he didn't get a credit for it, unfortunately, right. for whatever reason. So I'm happy he's finally going to get his credit and get his due because uh, I think this guy has a, a real pulse. He's got his finger on the pulse for Batman. And uh, I think this is great. And just the two of them together, it's just wonderful news for all Bat fans. So don't worry about this stuff. Uh, we all knew Pattinson was coming back. We all know Pattinson will hang up the cowl in about 15 years. We all know, you know, like 15, 20 years. We all know that'll happen because <laughs> that clickbait was going around for a while. <laughs> Robert Pattinson will leave Batman after the trilogy. Like, yeah, okay, thanks. We knew that already. Appreciate that. Uh, thanks. Typical, um, you know, yes, screen ran article. Uh, but um, you know, it's, it's all good in the Batman world. It's funny. I was, and I know, <laughs> I said this in the in the BOF Facebook group. I was like, to be honest, as long as the Batman's fine, the rest of this thing can burn to the ground. Yeah, I don't know if I I believe you on that one. Uh, <laughs> it's fine as long as I got Batman movies, dude. I'm honestly good. Like I, I personally, like I'd love to see Green Lantern movie. It, it's not like it'd be fun, but it's like I'm not gonna, you know, live and die by it. Like you give me a good Batman trailer. This Flash movie might be comparable to a Batman movie for me because of yeah, you, obviously. But um, we'll see. Yes, it, it was just a good bit of news I thought to put out there and and for the studio to make to kind of give people good news instead of bad. It seems that that just seems like bad news has been coming from them for a while now, getting a little bit of piece of good news as like someone at, like Matt Reeves, who's going to be 
uh, staying there. And it's another sign that the studio is trying to make, show filmmakers like, hey, we're still that studio you could come to and make great movies. We still believe in directors uh, who, who are successful. So, you know, that was an awesome, it's just an awesome bit of news to get. And it just really kind of set, set everyone at ease a little bit, at least for people who, who are only interested in the Matt Reeves of the Batman universe. Uh, you know, that's definitely my focus, but I'm interested in all of it. So I want... I'll, I'll mention all of it. I'll support all of it. But like, if if the DC movie slate was the Batman 2 and nothing else, you, 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 okay. Like, I'm not going to be one of these guys who's like, I need to see everything. I've got to see it all. Every character's going to have a show, a movie, a webtoon. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not one of those guys, man. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not. I'm not going to, I'm not sitting here. Like, I'm looking at the bookshelf. And be like, you know what? What do I need here? Let me see. Oh, Ambush Bug. We need an Ambush Bug movie. Let's do that. Like, okay, all right, great. I think it's more, at least from my point of view, it's more, if you're announcing something, then I want to see it. Well, that's that's a different story, right? Once it's put out there, yes, I want to see it. At but that all, like, hey, look, if you've been a Warner Brothers DC fan, remember that first slate. <laughs> no, yes, I mean they have showed us that that whatever they tell you might not happen. They definitely have. So, and I, I to be honest, I feel like that's. I think Hollywood is more run the way Warner Brothers has been doing things than the way that Marvel does things. Well, Warner I think the, the internet's the biggest difference between then and now. And also the difference is Warner Brothers is a massive studio with a bunch of IPs. Mm-hmm. Marvel Studios is Marvel Studios under a massive IP like Disney. Which people still don't understand. Like, so. what does Marvel Studios do? They literally just do one thing. They make yes. Marvel content. Yes. They are so focused. Whereas now that you have hopefully Dan Lin and DC Studios, he can be solely focused on TV and film and that branch and not Warner Brothers in general. Warner Brothers was, you know, again, Marvel Studios does one thing and people don't really understand that. And it drives me crazy because there's people who have podcasts who don't seem to understand well that, yeah and the, the whole genesis of the how it happened is different too right like warner brother dc has been a part of warner brothers for a long time whereas marvel studios was its own thing and then disney came in and so kind of go back to the the cape crusader like no one freaked out when marvel licensed blade to new line which is essentially a branch of warner brothers yeah because they went broke in 96 and needed money so they started licensing spider-man fantastic four hulk, hulk so like yeah. the <laughs> relax everyone needs to come up marvel literally did this like 20 years ago <laughs> yeah no that's exactly not even it probably is. it's farther than that jesus more than 20 25 30 yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, think about it. They licensed all these characters out. Ghost Rider. Everything before Iron Man has been licensed. Yep. Yep. It's okay. Iron Man was, yeah, they all were. And you still got you still got everything you wanted. Relax. It's, it's a transition. I know people are upset and they're emotional and they and they tweet stupid stuff, but this is a transition period and things will be better real soon. It's yeah, like it's just the missteps. That's why people tend to freak out more. Um, like when, if, if I hear something in Marvel is being delayed or pushed back, I'm like, yeah, but I know it's still coming, right? Like, you know, that's going to happen. 
Whereas with DC, you just don't know. And I think that's well, the, that, and it's that's like the nervousness for, that people in get. a weird way. Like you kind of have this like relationship with Feige. He's been doing this for a specific way for so long. You know what you expect from him. We're on like what our like third DC regime. Like it's like there's no consistency there. It's been sold what three times in the last four years or last yeah. five years or something like that. There's always somebody who comes around who thinks they can fix Warner Brothers. You ever so, notice that? Like <laughs> Time Warner, AOL, uh, who else? AT and T. Now's that? Like someone's always like, you know what? Yeah, Discovery. I think well, I they had do, to. They, I think they, I could do something with Warner Brothers. I mean, it's crazy to even think about this, but when you, as we start to get more and more information on just how in bad a shape Warner Brothers was under Kalar and AT and T, someone had to come in and save it. Uh, well, but, that's and to be honest, and that's all because of HBO Max. Yeah, I mean, that, if that, again, that's, that's all. AT and T was horrible for Warner Brothers. I love HBO Max. Max. I do. It's one of my favorite streaming services. I I, I, I love think HBO. It surpassed Netflix for me at this point. Yeah. Yeah, I love the DC content. I love obviously the Surprise. HBO shows. I'm a huge Game of Thrones fan. So House of the Dragon started this past week. It was fantastic. I loved the pilot. Mm-hmm. So like I'm getting all I there's other shows on HBO that I've always loved and I can watch. Like you mentioned the Sopranos. You can, Oz, you can watch it. Oz, all these shows. So I love HBO Max. Hung. But it was a bad decision, like I said before, to do the day and date stuff to try and pub a subscription service that doesn't have an immediate turnover where you have to stick out. Stick and out. let's not let's, don't forget this either. We're talking about a streaming service that's probably not going to exist in a year or two. It's not going to exist as HBO Max. It's going to be H, whatever they it'll, call it. It'll, it'll be absorbed into something. Yeah. This, HBO Max at this point is essentially DC Universe. Well, yeah, it's going to get absorbed. Some things will come back, some things won't, and then uh, you'll deal with it afterwards. But it appears they're going to do. You can have all the HBO stuff, and then the whatever on Discovery under the one umbrella, and then the original programming, as as we've heard, it seems to be the things that's going to kind of go by the wayside. I and mean, we still haven't heard about what's going to happen with Doom Patrol, with Titans. We don't know any of these things yet. Uh, so there's still a lot of questions to be answered. It's good that we haven't heard anything yet because I like those shows. So I'm glad yeah, that the last, the last thing I heard wasn't positive is that they're, they're, they've, you know, they've reached end of life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we'll see, but, uh, it's going to be, it's still going to be an interesting thing. We have to keep our eye on and see how things go forward with this merger, uh, or not really merge. It's more of an acquisition. It's not really a merger. Uh, and the takeover. How, yeah, and how it's going to impact the things that we yeah, care as, about, you know. So because like, what, what, it's like, when are we really going to see the effects of this? Yeah, like story wise, you know, you're still at some point you're going to have to introduce a new Batman to fit into this world, like because yeah. they clearly want this Justice League Unlimited mass universe thing, right? You're going to have to like. I imagine some people will have to be like soft rebooted into it. Maybe they let. Maybe they let their. Uh, franchises die out before they uh you know they right. recast certain roles like maybe after because you've heard wonder woman 3's gal's last movie we've heard that maybe jason's done after two because we know juan's done after two um so you don't know what's going to go on we don't know you know if oh, the characters we would a, that would be such a hard one to recast what aquaman yeah really uh i don't know it, i don't think <laughs> so because i think if you go the traditional route clearly this is different you know, like, well, I'm in the sense that he's such a massive star 
uh, and he's kind of made the character his own in a certain way mm-hmm. that if you're going to do a, a, a completely tonal shift away from it after just two films, I think that might be tough for people to, to, unless you're counting justice league, which he was in as one of the films, then I guess you can say three films Four. But, well, BVS. Well, there's two different versions of justice league. Oh yeah. There's, 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 there's four movies. Sorry. <laughs> I forgot. Uh, because one of them, I just don't even, whatever. I'm not going to. I get you. Right I understand. So, uh, but yeah, so I think that might be a little bit difficult uh, because, like I said, he has made Aquaman cool, right? Yeah, like, no, he did. He did. So I think there, there, there's point. definitely a way they could make him look different than Momoa to kind of signal, okay, this is a different direction, you know? Right. As, they, as they've done with every Batman movie, like not every Batman movie aesthetically looks the same. You're right. You know, outside of probably the only two that actually look the same are probably forever in Batman and Robin. Like returns in Batman eighty nine kind of look a little different. But um yes. and you know, BVS looks different. <laughs> well, you know, even within the Nolan movies, like, you know, you go from the you go from you spend a lot of time in the narrows and you go to the city aspect, and then at one point the city's totally cleaned up. You see the transition from basically like a just you know not to get not into to rehash an old BVS argument, but when you watched the movie, did you ever know if you were in Gotham or Metropolis? <laughs> like I, every time I watched that movie, I, I was never sure where I was when they were in a specific city. Um, I uh, felt when, well, we know when. Uh, yeah, I felt like it was fine because I felt like when they went to go see Lex, they're in Metropolis. You know, you obviously the Daily Planet's in Metropolis. Bruce Wayne visually, like when you looked at it. Could you tell the difference? Could like, I, I in the could. cities? I'm not really, but like I know when I'm with Lex at the top of Lex Tower, I'm in Metropolis. Right. You know, and I know we, when the bat signals off in the distance, I know that's Gotham. Right. That those part that part is very much but like I don't obviously. know the landmarks of these right. fake cities. It's not like I'm like, oh, there's the Sears Tower. I'm in Chicago. <laughs> that's the Empire State Building. I must be in New York. You know, like, yeah, like we don't, what I'm saying, like in Gotham, there could be like a Sionis built industries building, or you could have Wayne tower, which we do kind of get in Metropolis. Um, in the beginning, whatever building. The it doesn't Wayne, say Wayne on it though. Does no, it? it doesn't. But I'm saying like, mm-hmm. that's what I mean. Like it's very, obviously, you know, that's Metropolis because it's, it's, it's referencing mm-hmm. man of steel. So you know that part, but yeah, anyway, I don't know. I just, something I thought of. That's not um, something I thought of. <laughs> I actually spent more time <laughs> thinking of like, how does, Superman know that Bruce Wayne is Batman. Yeah. I spent a lot of time thinking about that. I, I try to watch the movie and try to figure out when he figured that part out. But. Well, I think when he, when he meets him at Lex's function and then he, he's listening, like he's using his super hearing to hear. Mm-hmm. I think that's when he kind of puts, yeah, like that's he when he puts together. Yeah. I think he has suspicions with that kind of confirmed it for him, at least for me. Okay. But speaking of Lex, we've mentioned Lex. We know Jesse Eisenberg played him. Uh, and it's, it's to me, I loved the portrayal. Uh, I'm with a Jolly Rancher and all. No problem yeah, here. But it's, it definitely has been one of the more controversial castings uh, of a character. Like a lot of people don't like it. And Jesse I remember Eisenberg, they didn't like Ben Affleck as Batman too. But Eisenberg was asked uh, about would he ever do a comic book movie again or would he play could he play this character again? And he said, he'd be shocked if he was ever in a DC movie again, but not that he wouldn't do it. 
just that because of the the backlash he got for the and the, obviously the movie not being so great he he's more he'd be more surprised if that actually happened so he talked about it specifically and he said that um he didn't like he didn't grow up as a comic book fan so for him it wasn't playing this iconic character that he grew up watching or 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 reading it was just playing this character that chris terrio wrote for him uh, which was it's kind of an interesting thing because most of the time when we hear these actors playing these roles, like, oh, I grew up reading or I was a huge Batman fan or mm-hmm. I was a huge Superman. Like he's honestly saying, look, I was not a comic book guy. So when you hear that and you read the rest of his his comments and he talks more about it, but um, do you think that is a cool, a better th- way to approach these things as not having love for the character, just kind of approaching it as a role or? Do you think that? Uh, I mean, I'm sure there's guys who have taken roles in baseball movies who don't like baseball. You know, I mean, you're an actor, you're you're paid to act and you read a script and you take it from there. And then, you know, it's up to the director to give you your motivations and try to figure out what you're going to do with the character and stuff. So it's a collaborative effort. But I had no problem with Eisenberg as Lex. I liked it. I think it's the most uh, faithful adaptation of Lex Luthor we've ever seen on the big screen. I know people like Gene Hackman, but let's face it, Lex Luthor's not a real estate agent. Um, Gene Hackman was just a carbon cop. Uh, Gene Hackman, uh, what's his name? What's uh, the crazy guy, the weirdo? What's his name? Uh, usual suspects. Kevin Spacey. Yeah, Kevin Spacey. He's a whack job. Uh, he basically just copied Hackman and kind of made him a little bit more menacing. Um, John Cryer still probably the best Lex Luthor we've ever seen on television. So you small few people could take that and shove it. Um, and uh, yeah, so like I don't know. I I, I really dig. Uh, I really dug his Lex and, uh, you know, it's a bummer, but, uh, you know, shout out to the guy who grew up uh, town over from me, Jesse Eisenberg in East Brunswick. <laughs> well, I think I remember when it first happened and I said, I liked it to a lot of people. They were like, Oh, he's just doing like a weird off version of the Joker or a weird version of the, that was a, I couldn't stand these comparisons. I thought they right? were so stupid. And I was like, well, he's I was like, this is why I hate Twitter. Cause you guys are all morons. Yeah. The neurotic part of it was a little different for me mm-hmm. uh, that he played. He's very neurotic in this in this movie. I loved it. And some people kind of made the thing like, well, he's not playing Lex. He's playing Alexander. And Yeah. A, people just tried to make excuses. At that right. Point. Like it's there's just, another. It's fine. Of it. People don't have to like it. That's cool. But don't right. come up with these stupid theories. Yeah. I, I mean, I it literally what I remember watching BBS the first time. That was one of the things watching the film where I was. It's took it. His performance stood out. That was one of the things that stood out for me in that movie. I actually like the Jolly Rancher scene. I don't know why. It just proves me that he's weird. He's crazy. Yeah, he's yeah. weird. Like that. That. That's it. Like this guy's. He may be a brilliant genius, but he's off. Yep, socially yeah. awkward. Honestly, and the more I think about it, when I think about his portrayal, he's Mark Zuckerberg again. <laughs> Like he's literally playing. He's probably if Mark Zuckerberg realized how evil he actually was, he'd be Lex Luthor. You know? Yes. Like that to me is what he did in this film. I don't think I've ever seen the Social Network. So oh, it's so good. Everyone so tells. Good. Well, everyone likes to talk about how great uh, the uh, the Exiled is in that movie, Army Hammer. So uh, they're all great. Andrew Garfield's in it. Like, well, Hammer doesn't he play like two different guys? Yes, he, he plays the twins? Winklevoss twins. Yes. Yeah. So Winklevoss. It's, it's, <laughs> It's tough. I don't want to watch movies about millionaires. <laughs> it's, it's, Dude, uh, it changed. I it, know. You know. Justin Where's the movie about Tom? Where's Tom's movie? Tom who? From MySpace, oh. damn it. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, poor Tom. He kind of. Who's the guy who up. created Live Journal? Where's his movie? But oh, where's it's, my Jack Dorsey movie? No, where's my Elon Musk movie? <laughs> dude, honestly, you should watch the Social Network just to see the reason why he started Facebook. Just to hook up with girls? Not no. Not only that, but to expose girls who who shunned him. Like it was crazy. The reason why you seriously watch it. It's a very good movie. So let's let's just let's get this straight. All these girls rejected this guy and he basically became the richest man in the world. Yes. Well done. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) You turned an angry virgin into a millionaire. That's pretty much what happened. That's one of the main reasons why he started uh, Facebook. What's that? What's the the name of that Jay-Z and uh, R. Kelly song, The Power of the (laughs) P.U.S.S.? Yes, yes, yes. And that's funny. You bring that. I was thinking about that song yesterday. Don't ask me why. But I it was, was thinking good song. That song yesterday. This is before we started knowing that R. Kelly used his penis as a fire hose. Uh, and yeah, that he's talking all those songs that he made. He's talking about twelve-year-old girls. Oh, now man. Looking at that, yeah. But see, now we're going into a sad point. We don't want to be sad. I'm not sad. I mean, last week we talked about Michael Jackson. He's no better. He's just not as guilty. We don't go there. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> I, I I can still say the guy's right. a talented musician. I love his music. All right. Well, speaking of sad, locked in a room with him. Yeah. You would. Well, if the rumors are true, which I'm I don't be think they in a room with me, I'm like 200 pounds overweight. You would not be the one. I'd be the, I'd be the safest man in Neverland. Yeah. Oh God. Okay. Enough. I'm a Michael Jackson fan. I don't believe the stories, so I don't want to talk about it. Dude, I watched that HBO documentary. I almost cried. I, cried. I know what I know oh, what wow. you watched. Yeah. I know. Those, I'm just saying. It's like it was like, oh, man, this is heavy. Those guys also lied 50 times before, so I, that's, I, um, hey, I'm not I'm not saying I believe 100. percent I'm just saying that story is heavy. Yes, you know it is. So another story that came out that's kind of heavy, not as heavy, but was still kind of heavy and a little shocking was uh, Jordan Elsis, who plays Jonathan Kent on Superman Lois, apparently is leaving the show. Uh, in the beginning, there were a lot of rumors as to why, as there always is the case, but he really says it's for mental health issues. Um, his is his quote. He says, it's been a tough few weeks, as you might imagine, with everything going on with the show. It's sad. It's a real shame. I know that I was pumped for season three for sure, but what are you going to do? Anyway, mental health is definitely 100% priority. It's pinnacle. It's got to take precedence. And mine has been the last couple of years. It's been rough. He also calls into question whether he's going to continue acting at all, um, which is kind of sad. I think he of of both of those two, I like him much more than agreed, agreed. Than Jordan as an actor. So kind of sad uh we haven't heard word on recasting yet uh so i don't know um who's going sounds to- like jordan's gonna go get a scholarship and play football across the country <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like to me well not how the last season ended yeah, well, well, we'll i think they're happens. gonna recast the role i think they will that seems to be the plan and look i wish nothing but the best for this kid but he's also not in a typical situation not many people can quit work and focus on their mental health. I'm sure he's paid, been paid handsomely for his two seasons under Superman and Lois, which has given him the ability to take some time off and really find himself. So sure. this is the real exception uh, to the rule. I'm glad he's able to do that. I'm glad his lifestyle has made him uh, you know, realize he needs help and that he's able to afford it and kind of focus on it. 
because, you know, if this was you and I, we'd still have to wake up every day and go to work. We can't just quit work because we're in a bad mental. If anything, it would probably cost us more because we'd have to go to therapy. <laughs> so um, I hope he gets better. Um, but it, 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 it's kind of funny. I was like, man, actors just don't live in the regular world. <laughs> just don't. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm sure all of those things you said are true. Also, he's still kind of young. Um so I don't, I mean, I don't know what his parents do. I, you know, maybe they're able to help him out too. So he has Ooh. that, he has that option as well, but it's, yeah. It, I mean, it was sad news. Like I said, I prefer him in the role. Uh, I prefer him over the two brothers. I think he's a better actor. I think he's, you know, uh, I like his character a little more. So I, I agree with you hundred percent on everything. On that. But you know, it sucks because the show is one of, has been one of the shining lights in dc for a couple years now and you get someone a main member of the cast leaving again whether you they do what you said whether he goes away for a while and the actor come this jordan nelson eventually comes back to play him in the future that'd be fine uh i don't think jordan nelson will come back i i just think i just don't know how long of a recast process like do they just go straight to the backup from three years ago at the first available or do they are they just kind of write uh Jonathan out of the script for a little bit while they're searching. Like you could do stuff story wise, right? That Jonathan could be doing something. I don't know. Maybe I mean maybe he's joining uh, what's it called? One of those you know uh, projects where they go around building houses for people down in New Orleans because of the hurricane stuff. Like you know, like I, my buddy Joel did that. So Have that for humanity. Yes. Thank you for remembering that name. <laughs> um, yeah. Like I could see Jordan doing something like that. Cause remember he did take the, he took the heat for his girlfriend. Like it's not out of character for this guy to want to go out and help people who need. Yeah. I mean, you're right. The character, uh, if he goes the route of the character, you're right. You could see something definitely like that. But um, I, yeah, I, I'm with you. I hope he gets, I'm glad he's getting the help he needs. I hope it's nothing too serious. Uh, but apparently obviously it's serious enough where he can't work. He can't do, um, he's not going to be able to perform. But, you show. know, and also like so. the tolls of Hollywood, like it, it drove Freddie Prince Jr. out of Hollywood too. So maybe it's something like that. Maybe it's not necessarily like mental health in the terms of like we're thinking of it. Maybe it's just, man, this career is extremely stressful. Yeah, it's very possible. And everyone's not cut out for, cut out for it. And that's, you know, no, and I mean, if he found that out within two years of acting, then that's fine. Like good for you because then you're finding your place in the world and that's part of your life's journey. So good luck to him, and we'll, we'll we'll keep you guys posted on who, if they recast, obviously we will let you guys know here uh, who the new Jonathan is. Uh, so oh, we'll Pete, know. We'll know. As, as big of fans as you are of Batman, and we all are, uh, we're both big Batman fans, Superman, have you ever wanted to own or thought what it would be like to own Batman or Superman? Many a times, many a times, I thought, "What would it be like if I was Michael Uslan and I was able to own the film rights <laughs> to Batman?" Well, if you wait a mere twelve years, you might be able to uh, own Batman, Superman, or Wonder Woman, um, because their rights apparently will enter public domain at that point. Isn't I, I thought that's not what public domain is. I thought public domain meant that you don't have to pay the rights. to 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 like for these characters like that Winnie the Pooh movie it's not sanctioned by whoever actually created Winnie the Pooh or whatever but because Winnie the Pooh now entered public domain anyone can pick it up and do what they want with it it's kind of like uh they said this a lot with truth justice in the American way like they didn't trademark it so it went to public domain and now anyone can use it 
I public domain. Yes, I believe it does mean that, but it, I think it also implies that they're not going to be owned by DC anymore. Or I don't know if it's DC or Warner Brothers. So it says DC. That's so interesting. Um, I can't imagine them not like owning Batman or Superman, like or Wonder Woman, or Green. I can't imagine them not owning Harold. Like it's just. Can you imagine, like, I don't know, an unsanctioned Warner Brothers Batman film? Like, what the hell would that look like? I know. So the quote does, this is what the quote says. Warner Brothers has a monopoly on making Batman, Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman, but the clock is ticking. Uh, beginning in 2034, DC's most prominent characters and some of the most well-recognized characters in the world will enter the public domain, at which point they could be up for grabs for companies outside DC and its parent use. See, that's what makes me think that they're up for sale. Um, but I don't I know imagine. enough about it. I don't know, know enough about it. So you could, I don't either. It could just be that they're up to be, like you said, to be used and they don't, they're not under Warner brothers, uh, umbrella. So, but does that mean that happens? Like, that argo is weird. Cause it's like hundred years after conception or creation, things can enter public domain. It's like, really? Like anything just after a hundred years enters public domain. Well, it's all works before 1978. That's the law. Oh, so anything before that, after 95 years, why they picked 95, I don't know. That's a very strange, <laughs> strange number, but that's what they picked. Um, so anything 95 years after inception, uh, they can enter public domain. So uh, I, don't, I, I don't know. I don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't know. It's a like, lot of copyright and trademark law. Um, I don't know how uh, it'll work. I'm not, these are two areas of law I don't know that much about. A little, I know a little bit about. I thought you were paralegal. I was, but you're not a paralegal for every type of law. <laughs> you oh, I don't you know. focused on certain things. I did do a little copyright law when I worked for the Home Shopping Network, but I it was nothing on this type of scale. Uh, so it's weird though, but Steamboat Willie, which is Mick, the first iteration of Mickey Mouse, is going to enter te- uh, public domain in 2024. So only two years from now. So. Obviously, it's different than the Mickey Mouse we know now, the way he's drawn and everything. But it's going to be that'll probably be like an interesting test case to see. So I wonder when Spider-Man enters public domain. So well, how was Spider-Man head. created? You know, off top of your top head. Off top of my head, I can't remember. I hate when you so. put me on the spot like Garrett. <laughs> That's when 95 years after that, he'll become public domain. He'll be enter the public domain. That's so crazy to me. Can you imagine? Like they just. Marvel fought so hard, excuse me, to uh, bring Spider-Man back, and he may not be there for the long haul. Yeah. Amazing. So they, 1962, Amazing Fantasy. Yeah. So that's before 1978, obviously. Yep. So he, he it's coming. <laughs> it's, it's coming for Spidey, too. I thought he was good. Yeah. Uh, okay, wow. All right. Well, so the, the quick definition, a copyright reflects the physical image, but a trademark has a public meaning and perception that goes beyond that. So it's conceptual. It's that the trademark covers brand identity. So, wow. It's, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know what happens. Like, also, like, can anyone make, that means anyone can make a Batman movie then? If it's public domain? Can Disney? But that's, can, that's what can, I'm saying. The that's this is where the copyright and trademark law comes into play, because uh, he. It, oh, sorry, I'm the guy Greener. His last name is Greener. 
he continues and explains that um, Superman has been associated with a specific brand and storytelling for years. And something else could infringe on the public's mind with what they understand Superman to be. So now you're putting it, now you're saying you're con- conceptually changing the character. Um, and that com- apparently comes into play. Because they Is, brought up the fact that when he was created, he can only leap tall bangles and s- building single bound. Now right. he can fly so they can do the original version. Like it, It's very tricky. It, to me, it's like, nah, I'll do, I'll do the James Gunn burn bright. I'll just make my own character. <laughs> <laughs> bright burn, yeah. Yeah, bright burn. Yeah, so I mean, it, that's what I mean. It's going to be interesting to follow this story as it goes, and especially the Steamboat Willie angle, which is since it's only two years away from us, to see what happens with there with Disney. Um, these things always fascinate me, these types of stories, so I'll definitely keep an eye on it. Um, but it's going to be interesting to watch how this unfolds uh, and how just how far it, it goes uh, with regards to these characters. I mean, it would be crazy to think someone could come in and swoop in these characters and change them to a different, like if Marvel came in and said, Hey, I'm going to buy them, <laughs> you know, like it'd be crazy to think. Well, you know, people have been asking for out that. So some people, this might be uh, right up their alley. This might be something they want. I don't know. That's true. You know, That's a can one. Disney just buy DC so we can get our movies, please. <laughs> I want my movies. Well, it's kind of been, yeah. I mean, it's kind of been a little crazy. It's been a kind of a light summer, uh, for me, movie-wise. How about you? Have you gone to the movies? Not really. Um, to be honest, I consider this like the first summer back to reality. Yeah, that's true. This is really like the first year back since, you know, we went through the pandemic, I think. So um, right. I think things are – people are just kind of like, oh, wow, we can do this again. I think <laughs> I think next summer will be a more typical summer. Right. Well, as we know, the it is – approaching end of summer couple we're a couple weeks away from labor day and so smooth sack summer is slowly coming to an end guys so if you haven't been scaping for the summer sorry for the summer sun it's not too late to sweep your sack of those pesky pubes as summer comes to an end and we enter fall keep your boys clean and fresh just in time for the fresh fall fall the leader in below the waist grooming is here to make sure your pubes feel smoother than a beach ball and smell fresher than your girl's pumpkin spice wow Start the new season the right way and join over 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code Gotham at Manscaped.com. So this includes the full performance package 4.0. You get the, the weed whacker. You get the nose trimmer. Pete and I talk about the cop preserver and crop reviver all the time. Did you say the cock preserver? I said, I said cop by accident, but it was crop. My fault. Maybe cop preserver too. I don't know. I I don't... <laughs> but I didn't say what you thought, Pete. Where's your mind at? Uh, right between my legs. <laughs> <laughs> the new, this also includes the performance boxer briefs, the travel bag. Pete and I have told you about all of the, these products. Uh, if you've been listening, the briefs are the best thing guys. Like, honestly, I know I, they may be a little pricey, but I've never worn a more comfortable pair of underwear in my entire life. It's they really are. Insane. They really are comfortable. I can't. They keep everything in its place. It's a very, very nice pair. That of material. Underwear. I mean, it's like velour on my balls. <laughs> I I've never had velour on my balls, but hey, if I, I mean, I've I've worn that I, back in the beautiful. You know, you wore that Puff Daddy outfit back in the day. Every once in a while, you rocked your old commando style. You had the powder blue <laughs> velour. Don't act like you didn't. Oh, I, dude, I love those. I did love those suits at one yeah, time, but I everybody I, did. But I wore underwear. 
So I didn't. Everyone goes commando at some point, and then you realize how nice Valor feels, and you're like, "Oh, this is, wait, this is living." All right, guys. Well, take Pete's word for that. I can't. I can't co-sign that one. But um, they also include the Shears 2.0, which is a luxury nail grooming kit. So this include includes stainless steel nail cutters, tweezers, and grooming scissors. So that's another added added thing that um, they put into this package. So don't forget, you get 20% off and free shipping with the code Gotham at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code Gotham at Manscaped.com. Keep things smooth and fresh, as we say. Sayonara to smooth ball summer and enter fresh ball fall. I like it. I do, too. I think it's fantastic. I actually trimmed up yesterday. I got a little snip snip with my razor in the shower. Okay. That's... A little form pour, lawnmower 4.0. And was everything good? Everything smooth as a baby's bottom. There you go. See, guys. So, you know, we, we're giving you firsthand testimonials of, of how good these Testim- are. Testimonials? Testimonials? Yes. Testimonials. <laughs> when we do this, they're testimonials. Testimonials. I guess, yeah, they would be testimonials for, for this one. So don't forget, uh, guys. No one cares more about your nuts than Eric and I. Yeah. We, we really, you know, as men, we understand the, the problem and. We're trying to help y'all out. So 20% off free shipping, manscaped.com with code Gotham. Something else is coming this fall, and it's ending, actually, this fall. We're getting the final installment, we think, because we've heard this before, of Jamie Lee Curtis's uh, turn as Laurie Strode and Halloween Ends, obviously, is coming out. And they're going to stick with the day and date release uh, that they did. Take that, Eric. Yes, I know. Which they also did with Halloween Kills last mm-hmm. October. They're sticking with the day and date uh, for Halloween Ends. So it's going to be appearing on Peacock and in the movie theater on October 14th, one month before my birthday. Thank you very much. Uh, so well, I know how much you love the last one. Yeah. <laughs> Halloween, uh, they put out a little, Halloween, for this little announcement, Jamie Lee Curtis did this little video uh, and she got kind of emotional at the end of it. But the funny thing was, is like in the back behind a tree, you saw Michael Myers head stick out every once in a while. It's kind of funny. Uh, it's kind of like how I see Leia's head stick out every once in a while. Right. Yeah. So uh, he did that. He had that going on. It was a cute little thing. But um, yeah, guys, so we're getting another day and date for this. And uh, what do you this th- be the last day and date movie ever? It's got to be right. Oh, I don't know. That's it's gotta like be a the- major of like a major franchise. Yeah, Possibly. when 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 they announced this, I was stunned. I thought we were done with day and date. I really did. Mm-hmm. I guess Peacock is struggling a little bit. Yeah, I mean it. It says uh, it's a, it's pure experimentation and and based on Peacock's need for more sub- subscriptions. So there's a good there's a good chance that I have a, a Halloween marathon on Halloween and just watch them all. To be honest. Well, we will definitely do our yearly Halloween show. Uh, we will, but th- uh, do so. you want to talk about it now? We we already have our guests lined up. We know the topic. You want to just tease a little bit? Sure. He wanted to be on last year, but go ahead. No, yeah. No, so no. we're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna have Ryan Lauer on Straight Outta Gotham, and we're gonna discuss the Scream series. Yes. So I believe that'll be the five films to date. Right. Six doesn't come out before Halloween. No, it does not. Okay, so we're good. Uh, it's it's tough to keep track of everything in fandom these days. Didn't um, they? They did a show though, didn't they? Wasn't there a TV show? The, they did three seasons of MTV. Yeah, that's what it was I actually think. very good. I never watched it, so it, 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 if it, I'll tell you what, much better than Batwoman. 
You okay. that, that's that's, that's that my praise. That's I think praise. I think you'll I think you really enjoy it. Um, it's look, it's not a movie. The mask is different for copyright reasons. Mm-hmm. But it, I think it works effectively. It's essentially uh, a whole new universe. It has nothing to do with Sydney oh, Prescott okay. or whatnot. It's, it's, it's its own thing, but I believe they use Woodsboro. But I thought they were very creative. I haven't seen season three. I, I really dug the first two seasons. It stopped after three, I believe. All right. But, uh, you know, next to Daria, it might be my favorite MTV show of all time. Wow. Okay. That says a lot because, you know, MTV's had, um, although some of their programming now is just freaking ridiculous. They haven't they, had good programming in like 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> they've had uh they have had good shows um teen wolf i remember was a very a show that people loved my so-called life was another one way back when jersey shore uh, season one so oh that that show's just ridiculous it was amazing for the first season it was i'd watch i'm not gonna lie i did watch the first season uh just to see what all the fuss was about and uh it was hysterical <laughs> so but, but now they're like 50 with kids and it's not, entertain- yeah, it's not entertaining. Yeah, it's not entertaining. They're still doing the show. I don't you, you're the people that make fun of at the grocery store. Don't do that. Yeah. So, uh, um, but back to Halloween. I'm so excited for this. I'm trying to stay dark. I saw the trailers. I really loved Halloween Kills. Eric despised it because you know that's Eric. He's the cinephile of the two. It didn't make any sense. You're, uh, it, you don't have to explain it to me. <laughs> we already <laughs> we already care. did last year on the show where we talked about it. I know. It was back. probably our most passionate show. It's probably one of the few shows we actually argued on. <laughs> um, oh god! But I can't wait. I'm excited. I'm kind of staying in the dark. I've seen everything I need to see. Just get me to the the movie theater. Uh, get me to October. I'm, there's a good chance I watch this the the October 13th into the 14th. Just I come home from work, I put it on because <laughs> I worked the night shift. So. I'll end up watching Halloween before I go to bed um, on Peacock now. So uh, I'm just pumped. I can't wait. I'm, I'm, I'm anxious to see what they do, how they end this. Is it a true ending? A lot of questions. It's a horror movie. No one ever stays dead in horror. And now we know because of Halloween that there are timelines galore. So, yes, I, uh, I kind of I this one. I definitely I think I want to see in the movie theater. Uh, I'm like, I mean, I like seeing most movies in the movie theater, but this one specifically because it, it's technically supposed to be the end of this. And mm-hmm. I have a feeling it might do very well because people are coming to see it for the last time. Especially I'm, I'm also interested to see how they deal with going from two movies that are essentially one day to a time gap, how they, how they went out of their way to include COVID into the storyline. So, yep. um, which I don't know if I'm really ready for. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm done with COVID, man. I don't want to think about it anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm on the monkey pox now. <laughs> COVID's not done with us, but thankfully now we have ways to treat it and stuff so uh that's always a plus but yeah so guys day and date if you don't want to go to the movies like me you you want to sit at home like pete and watch you have the, you have your option uh but it, it is going to be if this truly is the last one uh i think it's going to be i think a, this a is nice the last one for now there's no way this is the last halloween movie that's true you're probably right about that so all right i think Oh, no, let's talk about one more thing. Uh, sticking with the creepy Halloween vibe, there was a trailer for Wednesday, which is come, which is Wednesday Adams, obviously, which is on Netflix. The mm-hmm. Tim Burton, it's a Tim Burton vehicle. Uh, and the trailer is creepy. Like, <laughs> did it, you as it should so? be. Yeah, like it was it very felt, true, very true to the character, though. I yeah, it felt typical Adams family. I, I was getting, uh, you know, just vibes of the first Adams family movie. Um, 
Um, Catherine Zeta-Jones looks amazing. I believe that's her as Morticia. And then uh, what was his name? Uh, is, is it Juan Guzman? Is that the actor? Or is that a baseball player? I think I'm, I think that's a baseball player. It's hold on, I know his name and I'm forgetting it um, now. People were complaining about him, and I was like, and then I compared. Then other people were like, oh no, but the, originally the character kind of looked. I was like, oh okay, cool. Like he does look like that. Like, I'm used to thinking of what Luis Guzman. Sorry. Luis Guzman, yeah. Juan, who's Juan Guzman? He plays for somebody. Player. You're right. Yes. Yeah. So Luis Guzman, who's a fantastic character actor, I think yes. he'll nail it. I have no problem with how he looks as Gomez. Uh, I think his wig is horrible, though. That's my only nitpick, but I can totally get past <laughs> that. Um, yeah, the kid who looked like Pugsley was a little bit, eh, he wasn't as pudgy as I wanted. I, like, I'm thinking more Adam's Family movie, but like, I don't know. Uh, what's her name? Ortega from Scream. I'm totally thinking this, chick, this chick's going to kill it. Yeah. I'm ready man. for her to, t- you know, and she's getting Christina Ricci's praise, and I believe Ricci's going to make a cameo yes. in this as well. So it seems to be all good vibes and everything popping up. And I love the Adams family because they're just, you know, they're, they're, the, <laughs> they just don't fit in. They're just so much fun. Cousin It's great. I love Thing. Um, I'm so excited for this. I can't wait. It, Tim Burton, he's perfectly quirky and crazy enough for this. Yes. yes. So I think this is right in his wheelhouse. Uh, I, nothing but great things to say. I cannot wait to see this uh, this show. After Dumbo, uh, that Tim Burton's Dumbo, which was so bad. Oh, I didn't um, even see it. I, I wanted to. We had Batman, the Penguin, and Burton together. I know. <laughs> I've been waiting though for a Tim something Tim Burton to come out where I really think it's perfectly him. This is it. This is going to be. I think this is going to be fantastic. I definitely love the trailer. Um, it kind of has the humor, the weird humor that the original show had. Also a little bit more serious, though, kind of kind of a little bit more graphic as to what we've known Burton for. Ortega's got the great deadpan face. She, yeah, she's fantastic. Like, uh, I'm like no emotions. So good. It. Yeah. Uh, and it's, you know, we have that connection now with Scream. We just brought up Scream. And here we have her playing um, Wednesday. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm down for this. Uh, I wasn't originally. I wasn't really sure, but now I'm definitely down for this. So, yeah, I can't wait. It's coming, guys. I was never. Let me see how I want to word it. Tim Burton's kind of been like an Adam Sandler run, where I feel like he's just been making movies to get checks, which is fine. That's totally your right. As as a sixty year old director, like if you just if you need to pay for the the you know the new bathroom. <laughs> refurbishments to your house by all means take a gig and, and get that paid for but um you know i've been waiting like you said for something that just feels very burton and this this seems to be the perfect thing and for his i could just see his concept art popping off the page and i i you know because i've got some for batman returns here ironically enough next to me and uh i i'm so excited for this i think the cast went as soon as they announced everyone involved i was so hyped i mean these guys this is a great cast of characters. They have surrounded this this young actress with a wonderful group of people who can, you know, give her her free reign, but reel her in, keep her. You know, like it's like it, 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 for a young actor to learn from these people, that's the best thing for her. She's going to come out of this with so much knowledge, and it's only going to help her career. And you know, like I said, like watching her drop those piranhas. In that pool, I was like, that's the most Wednesday Adams thing I've ever seen in my life. I haven't seen anything that crazy since yeah. Christina Ricci started lighting everybody on fire. <laughs> and then she kill, yeah, she kills the spider before it just, it just smacks it. Uh oh. Yeah, no, it was great. I love it. I'm all for it. I can't wait. Yes, I agree. Um, I mean, it's just all the usual characters. It's Go and Millar. Um, 
created it. Elfman's doing the music. Like, it's just, it's everything you've got that you love about this kind of material. Uh, it's just, I think it's going to be great. So guys look out for it. It's due to come out. The It says fourth quarter of 2022 right now. Um, I'm assuming it's going to be around Halloween. That's my mm-hmm. assumption, but I don't know for certain. Uh, so yeah. So that's everything. That's our show for today, guys. That's it. Uh, that's the, that's the recap recap around DC. DC. That's news. what's going on. Yeah. This was a very DC heavy show. As, well, but, it's kind of a point of the show. <laughs> but this normally like we go talk yeah, about other I've actually loved all this DC drama it really gives a... that's all I want to talk about. <laughs> yeah, this has been uh this has been a very very heavy DC. We didn't talk one Marvel thing the entire show. So uh you know, we were going to discuss Ms. Marvel. We'll do that next time. We'll talk about Ms. Marvel next oh. time. Oh, before we go, uh what's his name? Director of Star Trek. He's out of Star Trek. He's director of Fantastic Four. So there's your Marvel news. Shackman? Yeah. He, he 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 dumped Star Trek for Fantastic Four. So there you go. So there's a little bit of there's your Marvel news. We don't have any casting news. Oh, we don't have any Madam Web stuff. Kind of. Upsetting. We haven't had Madam Web stuff in a while. Hopefully that means that they've gotten all their cast <laughs> and they've been filming. So. But we're gonna mention Madam Web every episode anyway, just so like I said, guys, get in touch with the Marvel people and Sony. And get Pete and I to the premiere. That's going to be our. We're going to start a hashtag campaign. We're going to go. We want to go to the premiere. Yeah, that would be fun. Let's That'd do be it. Fun. I so, want a picture uh, with Mike Epps. Oh, definitely. I want a picture with Dakota Johnson and Kristen Stewart will be there. Nico's going to get so jealous. All of them. I want. Yeah, that's it. I want a picture with all of them so we could just send it to the people who love these people and be like, "Ha, we're here. You're not." <laughs> Brag a little bit. Eric is cold. That'd be fun. It's uh, not as cold as that time you ran over that nine-year-old to win that firefly catching contest, though. What? You bodied that kid, oh. I remember. I, I, dude, I totally didn't know where you're going with that. Thank you for clearing up. <laughs> yes, that's true. I didn't give a crap. I was like Peyton Manning in the SNL skit where he's throwing the football 100 miles per hour at these five-year-old kids. And they can't catch the ball. <laughs> that was me. I, I, hey, all I do is If win. you want someone to play catch with your ball, ask your father. Don't ask Eric. DJ Khaled, all I do is win. Pete's twin, actually, too, as well. He kind of. I do not good. think I look like DJ Khaled. I'm not that tan. <laughs> oh, God. No, but the beard, the head, the hair. Oh, that's you. You're totally him. Totally I wish I had that money. I, w- I wish someone would pay me a stupid amount of money for all the dumb things that I say. Well, he also creates music. Does he? So, there's that. Yeah, he's a music producer. I thought he's just the guy who goes, We the baddest! <laughs> the whole DJ part got lost on you? I didn't think he was an actual DJ. Of course he is. Really? I've never seen is. him DJ once. I just, yes. he's well, just always in the background of the track. We the baddest. Well, hold on. DJ nowadays, ever it's since. IPod. Yeah, it means iPod. This is news, but ever since Funkmaster Flex started doing DJ mixtapes and selling them, like that kind of changed the game because he did it and then DJ Clue did it. And then now we had DJs creating music. Like even in EDM, like you have Zed, you have um, Steve Aiko, you have guys like that who have released albums. So DJ has kind of changed from the traditional way we think of it as a guy sitting up there spinning music. It, they've become producers now, and that's that's what he is. He's a producer. I like Funk Flex. I listen to Flex every Saturday. So every yeah. Friday night. It's weird. I was watching Fresh Prince yesterday. There was episode, and he was on. He was in it. He was Flex. It. Yes, I did. I totally forgot he was on it. But he was on it. <laughs> so I'm gonna miss DJ K Slay. He's not around anymore. He passed away. I know. 
That's sad. The it's drama king is in the building. The drama king, yeah. The drama king is in the building. Did you know DJ Envy? And yeah, I remember DJ Envy. Yeah, he's he was he used to be a friend of mine. Way back DJ when. Green Lantern, all those guys. Yep. And the DJ K Slate, aka Pimp Slap, your favorite DJ. <laughs> all right, Pete. Tell them where they can find you. Uh, you can follow me. Rewind. You can follow me on social media. Twitter, Instagram, and of course, Zack Snyder's favorite platform bureau at Pete Illustrated. You can follow podcast number one, the podcast you are listening to right now, straight to Gotham at straight underscore O underscore G on both Instagram and Twitter. Check out our Facebook fan page and our Facebook group. A lot of great discourse there. Podcast number two, the Italian Spider-Man coalition podcast that I co-host with Chicago's finest, the Kings of the Wiener Circle. That is Nicholas and Nico Caruso. Uh, you can follow that at Italians for Spidey on Twitter and wherever you get your podcast feed at team yellow oval Batgirl's canceled, but the flash is not. So you got that. So the oval's coming back at least in some form it's all over print. So buy your comic books and check out your oval in print. Um, Batman on film.com reviews, Batman on film.com YouTube. I got videos of toy reviews, interviews, all that kind of stuff. Lots of Oswald stuff because of the Batman, uh, Michael Uslin, Tara Strong, all your favorite heavy hitters. You want to hear those guys? Check that out on Batman Film YouTube. Uh, got lots of articles and written stuff on BatmanFilm.com. So check that out. That's where I like to call my home. And uh, Cola, it's up to you. Yeah, so I'm going to get a little creative with this one. If you want to find me, it's at finally33. If you want to find we, it's at straight underscore O underscore G. So there you go. Wow, um, you just drop bars. <laughs> yeah. I got bars for days. I got bars. We know. Days. We heard the song. <laughs> but uh yeah guys don't forget also to check us out on facebook our group and our page uh i love the group i want to interact with you guys um that's the best place to do it in a more controlled setting where you're not going to have twitter people jumping in who we don't even know that's always possible we like to think of our facebook group as a safe haven away yes. from the morons <laughs> yeah so we like that's a that's a safe space you know it's, it's an important thing now to have safe spaces that is a safe space you got we like to interact with everybody there also check out my, my, if you're new fans of the New York Knicks, check out my Knicks podcast is at all nicked up at all underscore Nick underscore up uh, where I, blah, 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 I can't talk where I'm on. We're on Spotify, just like a straight out of Gotham everywhere. You can find straight out of Gotham. You can find all nicked up all over the place. Uh, check me out over there. We will be doing a show probably next week sometime uh, just to go through uh, the summer. What happened this summer and, and to preview the season for the of the New York Knicks. Sometimes we talk about other teams too, but it's really a, a Knicks focused pod. You're gonna have uh, me on for the Pacers podcast? I'd love to, I'd love to get people from other teams on and just to discuss, you know, possibilities for the season. If you want to do that, we can make that happen. I'd love to I'd love to get on there and talk some trash to some Knicks yeah, fans. Well definitely we can definitely do that. I get, uh, my buddy Alex Golden, who I connect with on Pacers Twitter, he's a writer. If you want to get him on, I can reach out to him as well. Yeah, I mean, it, I tweeted something the other day about the Reggie Miller uh, eight points. In. I saw that you got the year wrong, so I let it fly. I did. I did. I got the year wrong. I saw that. I was like, he's yeah. trying to bait me, and he can't even figure out <laughs> how to insult me properly, so I just let it slide. I was, Well, it, I wasn't trying to bait you, but the, someone already did co- reach out to me and be like, oh, you messed it up. That was the, the year it's before. Not, it's the, not like they don't have the yeah. year on the court. Yeah. I know. Um, I it's my fault. I totally spazzed. But like, if we want, we can. I mean, I could talk trash on the Knicks all day. It's fine. I yeah, but you have no reason to. You, you beat us once. Um, <laughs> I mean, fine. You just you just worship every other player except for the ones that wear your own jerseys. And the team, and the team that the team that should have beat us, the Knicks beat them. So I don't know of any other team that has players that defeated them 
with uh, memorial plaques in the building as you walk in. It's the first I've ever noticed. Oh, why? Jordan? J- Jordan Bird. Every, every reason, everyone who's ever like embarrassed the well, Knicks has some sort of memorative plaque at Madison Square Garden because Madison, they haven't had a good player since Ewing. Madison Square Garden is seen as bigger than that, though. I think that's why. The arena is, is seen as a bigger event than just the teams that play there. There that's you go. They do that. You're right. I mean, it's under, it's, you know, it's the world. They says the world's most famous arena, right? So that's, oh, you don't have to tell me, cut me my checks. <laughs> so there you go. So um, sorry guys, we got a little sidetracked, but that's, that's where right. you can find me. I hate them. So you can find me also you guys check Batman on film for any content I've done regarding Titans reviews, interviews with, with some celebrities. We got to uh, get Eric back on the wagon. We got to get ba- so Eric back on the review wagon. Check me out. Especially if there. Titans is going to get canceled. Well, it's not going to get canceled canceled before this season. This season oh. is coming, so we. Oh no! That's what they said about Batgirl. <laughs> that's fair. Fair point. That is fair. Oh, don't be sad. I at least want to get one more season out of the show. You, I mean, you can sad. review anything. So, nah. No. There's stuff, there's stuff you can review. There's other stuff you can review. Well, there's always stuff I can review. It's just, do I want to do it? That's the thing. So. Can we get somebody? Can we get this lazy man some Red Bull, please? Oh boy! Who anyway, knew, who knew that Eric watching TV could be such a chore? I still wa- <laughs> no watching is not the problem. It's just do I want to write about what I watched after you the fact? You don't even need to write anymore. I bet you you could talk your review into your phone and it'll write. Like it for I you. could do a review on House of the Dragon. I love that. I, so I why don't you do that? that? Why don't you do it? Because I just say. Lazy. I have no. I don't have desire to do it. That's laziness. I just need the desire. A Rolling anyway. Stone catches. Was it? Uh, Rolling Stone catches no moss. Right now you're covering a moss, Santana. Let's get running down the yard lines here. All right, it's time to go. <laughs> We're going on a totally different topic. That how the Jets doing? Important. All right. Uh, I'll let you know. <laughs> Who's your quarterback? I'll let you know when the so season. So week one starts. quarterback really going to be Joe Flacco? Well, yeah, if Wilson's not healthy. He's not healthy. It, it, it's not a career-ending injury, obviously, but he, no. is he going to miss it's significant time? not season-ending either. No, it's, it's, it wasn't as bad as they first thought. So, Just a couple um, weeks? That's what they're saying. Probably a couple weeks. A couple weeks in the NFL could mean the so, end of your season. We'll see. Oh. Right now, the Jets have a tough um, schedule anyway this year, so I don't have high expectations to begin with. So You're the only one. I feel like everyone on the radio is pretty high on the Jets. They have a lot of, they added a lot of talent. So that's fun. They have a lot. I actually can't remember a time listening to the radio where the jets were so highly regarded over the giants. Like, I feel like no one's confident in the giants. When Rex was here, they were definitely, they were. Was it Rex? When Rex was here. Yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah. But were the giants good then? Were they not good? I don't remember. No, they were, they won the super bowl. And then the, the next two years, the jets went to the championship game Mm and the championship game both years. The year after the Giants won their last Super Bowl. So, yeah, but the Giants, I feel like they're really bad. Oh, they are right now, yeah. I don't think I feel like they haven't been this bad since Dave Brown. So, yeah, I mean, you know, they're, they're not, they're definitely not good. Uh, they have, they have cap problems too. So, um, they're in trouble. I think they're in trouble, but they have some talented guys. We'll see what happens. Are football's you weird. For, are football's you excited weird. for football season? I'm always excited for football season. It's no just matter. weird because, like, I don't know. As a Jet fan, like, it's, I don't know. Like, 
as a Yankee fan, like, yeah, I'm excited for the season because I always know the Yankees are competitive, even it's like horrible as like a hundred when Yankee team can possibly be. So like as a Jet fan, like I know going into a season, like no one, I, I, like outside of Ira from Staten Island, who is positive about the Jets going into opening week every year. Uh, I mean, just like any fan base, you have your, I want to say the Homer fans who just are going to think the team is good no matter what level. I just never, I've never heard of all a Homer stuff. Jet fan. Oh, there's plenty of them. You're not I've looking heard of delusional Jet fans, but never. <laughs> there's, pl- there's plenty of them. Like I, like you mentioned, Ira, he's probably the most known one. But yeah, I'm. You know, I, I I've learned with this team to be just when I'm optimistic, cautiously optimistic. Just you know, there's a lot of stuff. That, yes, they've improved their talent level. They have much better players than they had last year. I'm happy about that. But we have to see it work. It's only a second year. Coaching is second year. I do you feel the same way about the Isles that you do about the the Jets? No, I don't. Season? No, I don't because the I, I believe last year because of everything that happened, it was just a blip on the radar. Yeah, but, and but they fired Trots. Um, yeah, but I'm I'm fine with that. Really, I, I like Trots. He's a great coach. I think he's too married to his system, and I think the Islanders' best players now are more offensive minded. So I'm hoping that Lambert opens things up and lets them skate more and, and try and score more goals uh, because they have a great goalie. Uh, mm-hmm. Sorokin's great, so I'm more. Con- I'm just more concerned about how it's going to work. She's Oh God, please don't bring up Shisterkin. They're actually best friends, though. I heard. Like, are they really? Been- yeah, that's what I heard. So that's funny. But sorry, guys, that we went on this. I wonder if they know Hasbula. <laughs> they probably do. I they bet you they do. Goalies in Russia are like the top pinnacle of the of sports. Like. If you think about all the good, I, like, well, I think Ovechkin right now is probably the top Russian athlete. Yeah, right? probably still. But you think about all their best players outside of him. Vasilevsky's a goalie. Sorokin's a goalie. Shosturkin's a goalie. Like a lot of their best guys are goalies. So wasn't Fedorov Russian? Yeah, but dude, that was way way back. Oh, you're just talking about now? Okay, I thought you. Were, you were I meant, yeah, I meant right now. Yes, okay. this moment right now. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see how things go. But yeah, maybe they do know his bullet. That'd be kind of funny. They did. I would, um, All right, let's shut this one oh, down. Man. Can you imagine Hezbollah on the island? He'd own <laughs> we're, that place. We're, we're, we're losing a lot of our fans now because they probably don't want to hear us talk sports. <laughs> so so uh, let's shut this one down. Anything else you want to add before right before we go? Uh, Uxus, Galactus, Hezbollah. <laughs> All right. Toby. That's All right, guys. Cover everything. All right, so for Peter Vera, I'm Eric Holzman. You are listening to Straight Outta Gotham, and we'll see you next time. Booyah!